welcome, welcome to the Gaming Podcast Live. We're here every two weeks uh, to talk gaming stories, news and gossip, gossip, gossip with special guests. It's all going wrong today. Uh, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us at GamingMag.com. Got a little cool little pop-up for that too. Yeah, there. sorry, I was just yes. clicking That's random okay. buttons to see what the hell was happening. I think you're good now. I think you're good now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think the tech issues have right. solved themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty for an hour and a half and you're going to do all the talking. No, and, well, again, it just seems like you're fine now. <laughs> I think what it was is that, you know, it was just it was just the last dying death throes of uh, of of the other service trying to drag you back uh, for abandoning it so quickly. So, yeah, but I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, but yeah, I can't do this alone. So here's Robin, the wonderful, Hello. wonderful Robin. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask how your weekend was, but you can ask how, how, my, how was your weekend? This is how the weekend oh. is. Um, mm-hmm. It was this fine until <laughs> until about 19 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all going so smoothly, and then the Fire Nation attacked. Uh, I hope my I, I I hope my audio has uh, has has cleaned up. Yeah, it seems to have fixed itself. Okay, good. Right. I think we're allowed to continue after okay. a full start and uh, mutings and then robotic noises. Yeah, I think we're good. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. One day I will get to use my Yeti microphone on stream um, <laughs> rather than being stuck looking like I'm from the 1990s. Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, this is a live show. If you didn't already <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah, which you could probably tell. I don't know if you could tell that, but people that are li- listening after the fact, if this ever actually makes it to that stage, <laughs> I said, God, I, let I, us said get this. I, I would say we're more professional than this, but in, <laughs> usually. In truth. It's just one of those days today. If you're a first time um, yeah. viewer, please come back. Please come back. <laughs> We're not normally this shit. <laughs> it's not us. It's the service. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. Um, Do I your definitely intro. don't blame myself. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. This Let's is go. Let's go. this is a Let's live go. show. Problems <laughs> will happen. And yeah, because it is live, you can uh, interact with us both here on uh, in Twitch chat if you're here watching live right now, or over in the Discord in the uh, gaming podcast section of the Discord. There's the little linky loo down below that's at gamingmagazine.com forward slash discord for those of you who cannot see that listening on in but every week well every two weeks we have ourselves a super special guest and this week it is the awesome the amazing mermaid royale who has been putting up with this (laughs) how are you i'm okay how are y'all besides the tech issues from hell apparently Uh, let's just say this doesn't usually happen (laughs) You know, it'd be I've like heard that. that quite a bit. <laughs> there's a, there's usually one sort of breakdown, not about ten in one in the space of five minutes. But it, it is the cursed day. It is. Listen, uh, we just got them all out of the way, and, mm-hmm. and now exactly things can be exactly. How are you, Jude? How's things? How's I new? How's NYC? Loud and that yeah, loud. That's I moved house recently, and I have moved to a very loud street. <laughs> Because it's kind of like off a main road, and I have to now treatment my room for soundproofing. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Which no, I've, I've I've been there. Like I, we used to have a house on like 
a main road and it was like the lot sometimes it's just the loudest stuff going by yeah. like massive trucks too jesus just oh yeah all the time mm-hmm. 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 you'll get that set up i've actually yeah recently been looking into like all soundproofing stuff do you know have you uh seen any of the the, the new overpriced elgato i uh, did i'm not buying those uh, yeah i wouldn't <laughs> i'm not I buying wouldn't. those uh because if i'm gonna spend the money on that i should spend the money on the cute ones i found on etsy that would go with my room <laughs> There are cute ones on Etsy. There also, your your room looks fabulous, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. Go- Again, for those who can't necessarily see the room, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, it's all uh, very nice uh, pinks and uh, mm. very nice shelving, twinkly twinkly lights. Mm-hmm. You got to see it to believe it. So, mm-hmm. heck yeah, uh, a, a little pa- a little Pac Man action going on there mm-hmm. in, in, in yeah. the background. Pac-Man yeah, Pac Man's my favorite, like old mm-hmm. school game. So. Nice. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, might have answered yeah. one of the quickfire questions from later. <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. Let's go. Exactly. Spoilers. Let's do it. Let's Spoilers do it. today. <laughs> um, we finally get to kick off the podcast um, by, by talking about the games that we've been playing. Um, yeah. And I, I have a confession to make. So I, as somebody do, or doing what I do and, and with the gaming awards and everything else, I, I hadn't played Tell Me Why. Um you hadn't played tell me why tell me why <laughs> that's a good link um mainly because it's not normally my cup of tea it's sort of mm. those sort of gentle exploration kind of things like if i'm if i'm when my sort of gaming style of play is very much uh, if i haven't sort of run and hit something or shot someone in the sort of first five seconds or so of the game starting then it's already starting to lose me so the sort mm-hmm. of the notion, the, the, the notion of the kind of the, the the gentle exploration and the sort of finding stuff out, and like my boyfriend constantly goes on at me for skipping cutscenes. Um, like I just want to get to the bit where I go running around and kill people. Like I don't need to know a story. So mm-hmm. the sort of the, the 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 life is strange. Tell me why that kind of space has never really sort of been one that I sort of occupied. However. Um, because of its success at the Gaming Awards um, last month, I thought, you know what, I, I, I'm going to give it a go. It was free on Xbox Game Pass as well, by the way. Um, and I, I'm totally in love with it. I genuinely, okay. genuinely, I'm totally in love with it. And I think what's, for me, what's absolutely amazing is, and I guess it's, it's the whole point of it, but it's like living a movie, like you're literally sitting there, like you can sit there and happily just watch everything unfold for like 10 minutes in sort of beautiful cinematics. And then you get to decide what happens or you get to sort of choose the path of the conversation and stuff. I know I'm explaining the format of a game that everyone knows anyway, but <laughs> I think what I, what I really enjoyed about Tell Me Why is I consider myself to be kind of plugged into sort of um obviously the lgbtq community i believe i'm a huge sort of an ally of of all parts of uh our fabulous community but i've never and i i didn't i'm i i am not a a trans person i don't uh that's not my path um but Mm -hmm. this game has given me such insight and such uh sort of unique sort of understanding that has really, really meant something. And it, I, I genuinely sort of, it, it really kind of hit me a couple of times. So I was really kind of living through uh, Tyler's experiences. And then there's sort of the the awkward conversation, the sort of the accidental misgendering, the the sort of the, the not quite getting the the face and, and not quite getting the name right and stuff. And, and that's just, uh, to me, was something that really kind of like, I, I knew through having good friends who are trans, um, 
I knew that really? I was. You have good friends who are trans. Well, yeah. tell me their names. I'll hunt them I... down. I'm not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have more than one. Um, I apologize. I've been cheating on you. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I just, uh, it, it's something I've always thought. Like, I, I, I thought I kind of understood it. But then this really has been teaching me stuff. And I, it, it really goes to the heart of what I've been saying, I think, for the last few uh, months almost about sort of people. I've been asked on so many panels, like, where do you see the kind of next steps being for LGBTQ gaming? And it's the fact that we shouldn't be having this whole thing about choice. We shouldn't be choosing whether we want to play gay or not in a game. The, the mm. characters should be made to tell a story. They should be gay. They should be trans. They should be lesbian. Because mm. you learn something. Like, imagine these people coming into this game and and learning something. And I, I just think that's, that's such a great opportunity to, to, to sort of miss. And so I'm sort of... Yeah, I mean, I can sit and talk about it all night, but it really has sort of really gripped me in a way that I didn't think it would, really, because I'm a cold-hearted bastard. Um, but mm. uh, but no, it really has sort of... It really has really hit me, and I, I didn't think I... I sound really arrogant, I apologise. I didn't think I could be taught something, but I've been taught a lot, um, and I, that really sort of meant something. So that's what mm. I've been playing. That's That's kind of wholesome and nice and, like, all lovely to hear that you learned something yeah it's um uh, it's definitely hard to uh confront um or even be aware of your own ignorance until like those particular views are challenged and like i always say like ignorance isn't necessarily a negative thing Hmm. ignorance is just a lack of knowledge so it's um it's really great that um that you that this is an experience that you've been able to take something from as somebody that's not necessarily obviously that's not trans so yeah i i still haven't played the game though i feel really bad about that <laughs> you bad trans person <laughs> support the team i also still haven't played it but i will be playing it in june as a part of my pride month festivities hell yeah cool mm-hmm. well it's 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 not i guess the thing from a streamer's point of view is it might not be the most obvious game to stream because I suppose it's not completely active. But I guess it, if, if you involve your community mm. in the in in that experience, in that kind of watch along, almost, well, I guess it's a, I guess it's a different kind of experience. Yeah, it's definitely a different kind of experience. I'd say that some of those are, are usually like a, a little bit more interactive when it comes with chat because it's one of those like slow experiences Mm. if it's anything like uh life is strange you can just literally sit there and and talk to people about the environment and the characters and the story Mm -hmm. that's being told Mm -hmm. and they get to watch you react to this narrative or experience it for the first time if they've never seen it before themselves so there's a lot there like it's uh those kind of experiences are are, are super super Mm -hmm. cool for Mm -hmm. streaming um, I'd rather take that any day over, like, you know, first-person shooters where you just switch your brain off and you may as well not be in front of an audience, you know? So, yeah, mm. yeah definitely. But no, it's it's something that I sort of... I thought I knew what I was getting into. Mm. Um, but then, like, the, the, the sort of the, um, the mystery because it is a mystery, started to unfold. And I sort of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I now want to know what happened. And I think it's the first time for a long time that I sort of really have got that invested in something. Um, mm-hmm. And as I say, like, I, it has it has taught me some stuff along the way as well, which is nice and it's cute. That so. is really cute. Oh, yeah. Such a wholesome, wholesome, wholesome. Yeah, We love. All wholesome. So, yeah. Here. There we go. Yeah. So what bit of Genshin Impact did we... <laughs> 
Wow, the drag. It's I mean, so early. I know. And it's the same one every two weeks. So, yeah, I did play a little bit of Genshin Impact. I'm not going to lie. I do my dailies, all right? I do my dailies, but that's about it. There's not a lot going on in Genshin at the moment other than getting new girl Hu Tao, who's uh, voiced, voiced by... Uh, uh, Brianna Knickerbocker, who's like one of my favorite VAs, also voices Rem in uh, ReZero and some other characters in like Demon Slayer and stuff. Very cool character. So got her. Um, other than that, though, I've been playing all sorts. My, I've been packed. This is why I haven't been able to play Tell Me Why. I've just playing, been playing so many things. Um, I think like, again, this was like last week at this point, but uh, I, I played the Outriders demo. I don't know if you've heard Ooh. of Outriders. It's like the new Square Enix kind of like big narrative multiplayer mm-hmm. game that they're pushing which is not a live service but they're kind of treating it like a live service it's very weird i should uh, clarify that i am an ambassador so they've sent me uh, like a free t-shirt and hat and stuff in the past and um they gave me access to the demo early so i could play it i didn't end up playing it early i completely forgot that i actually had access to it don't tell them um but yeah it was um it's a it was a fun experience it's like a, a cover based shooter kind of like um mass effect i guess like i'd I'd relate it to something like mass effect um mixed with kind of like gears of war or something or a little bit of um warframe feels in that too i guess uh because you have like special powers and stuff i won't spoil anything about it because i had a lot of fun playing with it because you have drop in drop out co-op too your friends can just literally join you and help take down peeps um but yeah, it was, it was fun. It's fun. It's not perfect. It definitely has some bugs. And I know that the devs have been quite receptive about like making changes and patching the demo, which is a first. I've never really heard of a demo being mm. patched before. Um, but I, I don't really, really even know if I like the term demo because it seems to be more of like an uh, like a, a test period, I guess. Yeah. Like I like the I like the term test period because it, it lets people know kind of what they're getting into without saying okay this is the final product because if they're actively making changes and stuff to it that doesn't really make a a lot of sense for it to be a demo of the final product when it's not Mm -hmm. finished um but yeah it's uh it was it was fun it was fun it is a bit buggy it is a little bit jank in places but it's not the kind of jank that's gonna like ruin your day Uh, but it has promise as far as i can tell the powers were really really cool they were fantastic there's like four pathways you can choose at the beginning of the game so you can be a uh, technomancer who can put down like turrets and stuff like that which is super cool because i love like the engineer type class where you're literally Mm -hmm. just placing like traps and things down in the environment or turrets like that's totally me there is the more um like action-paced uh i can't remember what the names of the, the the rest of them but i think one was like a pyro character the other one was like a tanky class and then there was like this stealthy one that could teleport and explode enemies in front of you um i didn't play the tanky class or the uh, stealth the the stealthy one um but the pyro one was also super super cool you could literally just send a wall of fire out and just take people out from behind cover cover is like absolutely fantastic um but yeah i'm looking forward to the game um i think that's out in april i think i should know um yeah sorry square enix as an ambassador as an ambassador yeah i think it's out april first um unless that was a joke on me i'm I'm not sure but yeah that i had fun with that um also played ghosts and goblins resurrected uh which was another game that was sent to me for free thank you capcom um i i was it Resurrection? It's either Resurrected or, or Resurrection. Have you played Ghosts and Goblins? Um, ambassadorship is excellent for you. 
<laughs> I know. Have you played Ghosts and Goblins, the original? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. I think it was it Ghouls and Goblins. I, it's one of the two. There, there are different variations of the names. Anyway, so it's a really old game, uh, like back in the arcades, and this is like a remake of it. The art style is absolutely beautiful. The game is so hard. It is so hard. It's a two, 2D side scroller and two hits and you're dead. Um, in the legend mode that I was playing, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Yes, not Resurrected. I keep making that mistake. Thank you, Tyson. Um, yeah. Uh, I decided to put it on legendary difficulty because I hate myself and uh, I couldn't make it through the first level. (laughs) And the reason for that is it's super duper hard. It's super duper unforgiving as well. I don't want to say the dark souls of side scrollers, Mm. Mm. but uh, because that that gets that gets overused (laughs) so much. Um, But like there there's kind of an issue where you have different weapons that you can pick up. But when you get to certain stages and like a checkpoint, if you do get there, I got to the first checkpoint and I couldn't get any further. I picked up a weapon type that made it impossible to proceed any further than like a few meters without dying and going back consistently over and over again. You get unlimited lives, so that's great. But it was like I hated the amount of pain it caused me, but I loved the experience. Uh, There are easier modes as well. I just I was just being, you know like badass and trying to go for the hardest level i just would not stop so yeah that was fun um and lastly uh i've been kind of dabbling in in vr chat a little bit i've not actually done anything in vr chat but i kind of want to i have a vr kit coming an index but it's stuck in shipping hell due to uh brexit but apparently they're sending them out now which is great but like i have like a 900 pound headset and and controllers that's just not coming to me at this point but in the meantime, I commissioned myself a uh, a model for VR chat, and uh, a friend of mine, Nightbite uh, VR, actually helped me uh, get that all set up. And I managed to get the character in the game, and it it looks like so much fun. Like the experiences that you can have in VR in general, especially in VR chat, like they create so many different worlds and things. I'm so excited to get in there and actually explore them. So maybe that's something I can talk about in the future. Um, but it, it led to a little bit of a. Uh, a crisis in my mind as well as like VTubing in general. Would I want to do that full time? Would I want to have like an avatar representation? Obviously that wouldn't work for this, uh, but would I want to have like an avatar representation of me instead? So then I don't have to worry about putting makeup on when I'm going on camera and, and things like that. But I think in my mind, it's, I could become a character, but I also really, really highly regard being visibly trans and visibly lgbt and being a face for people as well Mm. so if i do do it it'll probably only be like dabbling and switching back and forth between the two because yeah i I don't know how sort of i feel about all that because that starts to stray into kind of um various parts of sort of sci-fi and like ready player one and that sort of thing where you it's sort of ready player one yeah Mm -hmm. where you're sort of becoming you can kind of live a second a second life of a different mm-hmm. person and that sort of thing and it it could it could turn it could be liberating like mm-hmm. I, I can I, I can certainly see the positive behind that but I think it could turn a little bit a little bit sort of potential risky nasty kind of way of people befriending other people based on a certain appearance whereas actually the person behind oh the, yeah like catfishing yeah, yeah. Like VR I can, can kind of see I can kind of see that I mean it's very interesting because like there there are people like living out wholly different 
lives in VR. I was listening to, um, I was watching a, a Devin Nash video recently where he was talking to a, to a VTuber and he was talking about how he's part of like an RP thing mm. in um, VR chats. Not sure what it is, but he has the, like this whole other persona as like this this corporate guy who runs a business in VR chat and like his uh, his 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 employees in VR chat are actually giving him better reports than he gets in real life, which I just found hilarious. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I really do feel like we're, we're going to eventually be on the way to like a, a ready player one type scenario, hopefully with like less references. Although that, that's basically what VR chat is that you get everything in there. Yeah. Mm, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I did. I watched One Division as well, but I don't want to give any spoilers. So yeah. Well, I'm I was sure gonna we're all okay. Up. So are we going to talk about One Division? Like, are we all caught up? Well, come on, know. chat. I, Anyone in the chat that wants well, us? I mean, not I don't to watch. Talk about one I Division. haven't watched it, but mm. I you, also, do you plan on watching? It? Do you, do I don't care about spoilers. It? If y'all want to talk about it, I'm mm. I'm vibing. <laughs> We could leave it to the end, like we did last let's, time. Let's leave it to the end. Let's, let's have a little chat. Let's have <laughs> okay. a little chat about One Division at the end, because then people All can right. leave if they need to leave. Should we move on? Yes. Yes. Jude. Yeah. What have Hello. you been playing? What have you been playing? I this, have been playing Hades. Oh, choice. I have been replaying Fire Emblem Three Houses because the first time I played it, I never finished it because I got through the game too fast and none of my units were leveled properly. Ooh. So I couldn't finish the final. Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you <to> say hello. <laughs> oh. For the audio no. listeners, there is a uh, cat. on the There's Jesus a cat in play. Who, who is uh, who, who is this lovely? Ryan. He is Orion. a goblin. Hi. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna have to hold him for a second while he <laughs> calms down. That's absolutely uh, fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I never finished Fire Emblem Three Houses, so mm. I'm replaying it so that I can actually finish it, so that I can do the secret gay route. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't there like that controversy about Three Houses? Oh, uh, I don't talk about Three Houses. Okay, sorry, we won't I talk about Three Houses again. But I will yeah. if you if you insist. Um, no, we we were given what literally. So this came out like we launched in June of 2019 gaming, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it the first review codes of it came out I believe in July or August mm-hmm. or something that year. Something like that, and. A, a good friend of mine who's a very experienced uh, games journalist sort of tossed a bone our way and sort of said, look, I'll, I'll do you a solid. Like, he got this code. He wanted to write about it. There was no chance his employer at the time uh, mm-hmm. would would let him write about it because I don't need to say who his employer is, but you can put two and two together. Um but the uh, so he he but the the game preview that he'd been given was the first third of the game, and mm. so the first third of the game is all kind of all time all these sort of like I I have feelings for you I I really like you should we hold hands, like all sort of variations of of boys and girls and everything else, um and so he wrote this huge piece which was like oh my god this you you can be totally gay and you can do all these amazing options and whatever else in, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm. and then when the when the game came out. And it was revealed that kind of after that first third of what looks like something you can do, they kind of just rip it all away. And it's like, oh, no, I just hold hands with my best friend and um, on just loads of other sort of like complete sort of cock teasing for LGBT people and mm-hmm. LGBT relationships. It this just... Is, 
this is what interests me. This is what interests me. Sorry, finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll go into what I was. Going no, to no, say. it it just it it actually caused it caused an absolute maelstrom of comments and hate basically being thrown our way and his way because for some reason him honestly reporting on what his experience was it was our fault for being cock teasing and whatever rather than it being the dev's fault (laughs) yeah so because you could only review what you had at the time we literally could only talk about what was in front of us and what was Mm -hmm. in front of us was showing by all accounts that there was a there's going to be some romancing um but then it all got very quickly walked back and tucked away um Mm -hmm. and then we we sort of incurred the wrath of uh of fire emblemers Mm. this is that's what interests me because uh jude you're saying that there is a a secret gay romance there is a secret further in the game and you have to do stuff to to get to it yes so without spoilers the game is split into two parts and you have to basically make a decision and that decision that you make is with one of the specific houses and if you make that choice then you unlock that route but if you don't make that choice then you don't unlock that route Hmm. Yeah. It, I, I, and, which in, is like something that you would not know if you've never played yeah. the game before or didn't yep. read up on it like it's it's definitely not like the thing about sir i'm having a conversation <laughs> i am having a conversation you need to go hang out somewhere else Thank you very much. i, I believe it, if, if i got it if i got it right as well um they patched in another male male relationship option I think um, they did with a I'm more recent with, with a more recent release. Um, I believe they patched one in because I think it, it eventually boiled down to five female, female, one male, male as mm-hmm. a sort of an, as the final option sort of thing. Mm. Um, I think you could I think you could have romanced other other ones, but they weren't as fleshed out. Mm. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah. So the usual level of disappointment from... Yes, uh... yes, of course. I'm replaying <laughs> yeah. Fire Emblem because I want to finish it because mm-hmm. I've literally spent $60 on it and I never finished it and it's just been sitting in my Nintendo Switch. Uh, so that's one of the things. But um, I've been doing that. I've been playing a lot of... I've, I'm, once again, just playing Dead by Daylight on stream mm. as I as I normally am. <laughs> I'm just ready for the, for the release of the new killer and we're just vibing. So He's oh so God. pretty, and I'm yeah. so ready to mm-hmm. like play him and also play against him and have my life destroyed. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen. The, the 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 thirst that was unleashed from the Dead by Daylight community on the release of that killer was something that I've never seen before from our community, and it is inc- people are making fan cams. People are like manipulating like his character model like it's incredible and i am just so we're so blessed to to live (laughs) live in a world where that is a thing because literally in the span of three hours like in the span of the character being released and like three hours later there was so much art like something that like um it was just so fun it was just so fun but Mm -hmm. yeah that that's basically what i've been playing i'm normally playing devil daylight and then whatever indie i feel like picking up at the time Mm-hmm. For those who that, wouldn't who wouldn't want a k-pop joker That's exactly true. i was about to say those not Isn't in the know the new is uh is like a, a k-pop a, a dead k-pop star with bullet holes in his chest or, yeah. or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
it's he looks amazing. He does kind of give off Jokerish vibes, and I think he like throws like these glass shards at people or something. Yeah. Like, so his shurikens. name is the Sorry. Trickster, and he has mm. these like mm. knives, these like daggers, basically mm-hmm. that he can like throw at people, and you have to hit people with a certain amount in order to injure them. But it's it's so cool. They're like it's mm. kind of a Korean Jared Leto's Joker, isn't he? Listen. Jared Little doesn't exist for me. He can go somewhere else. Okay, well, yeah, tension. We yeah. found, okay, we touched a nerve on that one. Because um, didn't they develop this with with BTS? Or am I getting this completely wrong? I don't have my they references worked completely. With a producer that has worked with BTS. I oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, a, little bit, a little bit detached. But mm. I, I read somewhere there was kind of, that there was a BTS connection, which was interesting. Yeah, I was. Um, I will say I kind of fallen out of love with Dead by Daylight. Day- Dead by Daylight, because I got so like like frustrated with the uh, the battle pass system in that game, and just that there are these challenges, and I could never get the challenges done because the people that I was playing with on the survivor side mm. would always screw me over in some way, and I just ended up getting like it really ruined the experience for me. But I've taken some time away, yeah. and maybe Mister K pop Jokery bullet hole <laughs> chest cute guy can can get me back into it like i i'm i think on the release yeah, so no. i saw the character and i was like i need to play this it's like i was just in the um public test uh yeah he was only on the pcb mm, on the pcb and be I'm out like, on the 23rd is what i think people were saying uh also 23rd. uh if you want to play survivor honestly squad up with friends i don't mm. play solo survivor it tilts me to to no end i normally play killer i like playing killer i like the mechanics of playing killer um i'll only play survivor if i'm playing with other people because mm-hmm. it tilts me so bad yeah um, jason i think and that's I, probably hard mm. jason and i were playing we were squatted last night we were playing together and then we had like two randoms and i died on hook because jason was getting chased and then neither of the randoms came to get me and i was like oh. there was no way that i should have died there Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm in the center. Y'all are on either side. There's no way that I should have died. And it was yeah. just, uh, it was so sad. It's the most frustrating ex- experience when they're just off doing their own thing, like in La La Land. And it's just like, yeah, you could, you know, you actually need to play the game in to order play to play the game. You can't just be on a gen. You have yeah. like, if, if someone's being chased and both of you are on gens, one of you has to leave the gen to come get me. That's how mm. it works. I, uh, but, so but anyway, <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Yeah. <sighs> let's uh, l- let's dig into our, our topics of discussion for this evening. Um, yeah. We are currently in March, uh, which is the uh, Women's History Month. Uh, we mm-hmm. International Women's Day was was uh, a Monday ago now, um, mm. and I'm lucky, obviously, to be joined by two wonderful uh, women on this podcast, uh, as well as being supported on Gaming Magazine by Amy, uh, our fantastic deputy editor. So, um, I feel quite blessed to be sort of surrounded by incredibly strong sort of female people, uh, throughout all mm-hmm. I do at gaming. Um, but I want to talk about, uh, LGBT queer female characters in games and perhaps talk about some of our favorites, uh, maybe we'll talk about why there aren't that many, <laughs> and and what more we can do about it. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out my sort of one of my big favourites out there, and it's gonna be no surprise to people that uh, that know me and know my game tastes. Uh, but I'm gonna start with Borderlands um, because uh, Tiny Tina uh, is is genuinely one of my absolute favourites. I think she she sort of wraps everything up. She's all kinds of crazy. She's a fantastically queer character. 
uh, really sort of strong-minded. Um, the way that I think the way that she transitions very much from uh, sort of crazy teenager in Borderlands Two up, and then when she grows up into Borderlands Three, and she kind of becomes the leader of of her sort of uh, little empire, um, sort of was a, a great little character development for her, and it kind of showed some real strength, and it was a really really sort of fun character. Um, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a Borderlands character, eh? Borderlands character. Yes, yes, mm. I, 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 I've, I've been seen by Tayson. Yes, <laughs> me talking about Borderlands, more likely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but I will also give a quick shout out to um, obviously Ashley Birch um, because she obviously voices Tiny Tina. Uh, but as a as a voiceover actor, um, she's I think she's setting records by now. Like she has voiced so many mm-hmm. uh, queer female strong characters um across the spectrum so much much love um to to ashley because obviously she's also voiced my second choice uh which was pavati from the outer worlds um who was a fantastic character um and again someone that's had such a strong sort of minded character but also a really really great asexual character and it's sort of great to have that representation out in the world uh and again sort of having ashley birch uh lend her voice to that um says a lot about her as, as a person and, and and the characters that she sort of imbues with her voice mm. Mm. i'll uh i'll chip in i'll chip in with my choices now uh now i'm gonna say something but but hear me out tifa she's badass and she's totally queer okay she's queer you can't she's, take she's it from totally me. queer she's totally had a threesome with cloud and they're Aerith. in a throuple there's a clip they're of me in, yeah. yelling about them being in a throuple <laughs> they, they are there's a clip because you because there's a part in ff7 remake where they're talking about going shopping and cloud's just standing there and i was like wow i really love two ladies and their himbo boyfriend mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like yeah i know it doesn't really count but as far as like strong female characters go tifa is up there she's she's independent she's strong she knows what she wants she runs her own business she's a fantastic character and okay. you know she's definitely in a you know, she's definitely in a, a three-way relationship with with cloud and Aerith. so yeah um more seriously though um i will say for as much shit as i give activision what they did with Tracer, even like making uh, Tracer uh, a lesbian character, the 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 poster child for Overwatch as a series, I think mm. is super important for representation. So while there's not much to her as a character per se in terms of being LGBT, um, just taking that step and, and literally having the poster child of your game being a, a gay character, I think... Mm-hmm. Um, is is a really 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 strong step in the right direction now if only they could be more like apex legends and actually like say up front that yeah. that's who their characters are yeah rather than wait until a year rather and a half than sort of in a comic uh, in yeah. a comic but uh mm-hmm. but no you're right i think that the, the the thing with tracer i think is that it's going to get um it's just history like the yeah. the time time will sort of slink past us and the the do's and the don'ts and the have and the have nots and whatever else will all sort of like crinkle out. But when people look back, there will be always um, a queer female character on the front cover of one of the best selling games um, of all time. Mm. And for whichever way that crinkles out, that's that in itself is amazing. I mean, as somebody just said in the chat, it's it, we may see how Overwatch two 
plays out. I I don't. Okay, I, they've made a bed for themselves. I think the decision is: are they going to lie in it, uh, or are they going to sort of just uh, go not tonight and uh, yeah. and sort of and skirt around it? Um, we will see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure. Um, one of the last ones I would have chosen uh, is definitely Ellie from The Last of Us. Now, why I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't still haven't played The Last of Us two, so I don't really know the direction that they take the character and 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 that, but. Um, it was nice to have a another strong female character who happens to be a lesbian and it doesn't necessarily, you know, control how that character is presented because you don't really know about it until the DLC. But with retrospect, you see that that relationship and the, and the fact that the, she lost that relationship informs uh, her character through the entire game, which was really, really like kind of refreshing to see as it's kind of not played up but it is also an integral part of her character and being like informing her actions and how she treats people and and being able to to connect with with joel as well as with the audience and and their experiences that that shared loss in that universe which i think we've talked about uh before but like i really love ellie as a character um other than that i try to think of some like really cool trans women in video games and the list doesn't isn't really existing i was actually looking up lists of like uh, trans trans people in, mm-hmm. in video games and it was like uh birdo from <laughs> super mario 2 is like okay okay it's cool that's, a... that's that's who we get that's 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 who we get birdo um i would say madeline from celeste uh because she's canonically mm. trans uh, but I I never actually finished Celeste. I only played the start of it, so I, I don't I can't really speak on the character. But apparently, Marvel's yeah. quite cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, I will. Uh, did Did you have any uh, I like strong female characters that you you vibe with, Jude? I'm trying to think. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I uh, I play so many indie games where like your yeah. gender doesn't necessarily matter, and so mm-hmm. these characters like the games themselves are queer because your gender isn't inherent in picking who you choose to romance. Mm -hmm. But these characters aren't necessarily written as explicitly queer because if someone wanted to do a quote unquote, like hetero relationship, they could, and it wouldn't necessarily impact the story. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm kind of like finding myself like in that kind of space, because like arcade spirits is a fantastic visual novel that is very queer in the way that it's written mm-hmm. um but you could totally play it as like a quote-unquote straight character and it wouldn't necessarily change how the story is written but the game is written by queer folk yeah. so i know that that's the intention of the game uh there's also a really important like story point in the game where one of the characters develop discovers that they um like myself like sometimes can identify with womanhood but are but use like they them pronouns and feel as though they are non-binary and that was a really that was the first time i'd ever seen like a femme presenting person explore that in a video game or really any kind of media for that matter um so i think that like indie games honestly are where it's at when we're looking for like queer stories and queer rep because there are so many different ways to go with visual novels um yeah yeah i will say like uh, indie games in general are so much better when it comes to representation we've had Mm -hmm. these conversations before on the uh the podcast but just in general there are there are lots of um lgbt 
uh, Q plus wonderful characters in indie games. Uh, I can't really think of many off the top of my head. Does not like my brain just completely farts when I actually try and think of names. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I know that we was mentioned that Chloe Price from Life is Strange again, fantastic character. Even the uh, the main character whose name is uh, is it Max. I think her name is Max. Yeah, Max. Yep. Yeah, even Max yep. is is a great character in terms of like the exploration of of her being in a, uh, in a in a gay relationship without really like just being full on in mm. your face with it. You know, again, more yeah. representation without tokenization of of characters. Mm-hmm. It's always wonderful to see. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. There was a statistic that came out the other day that said 50% now of gamers are female. Like we've just hit the sort of uh, the 50-50 mark, which is amazing in, in, in one respect because gaming still is always pegged as kind of like that that sort of boys club thing. What what more, I'm sort of, as, as the man here, I'm going to sort of hand this conversation over probably to the both of you, but what more do you think needs to be done uh with the industry to to really kind of foster female inclusion so much Mm. more i think like as someone who doesn't all the time identify as a woman but is very femme presenting and is read as a woman in the space um there are so many people that just think it's okay to come into my chat and say that they want to sexually assault me too many people Mm. are comfortable too many people are comfortable just like disrespecting women in their place of work um and like it has to start with the people that are at the top of the industry if those people aren't regulating their systems for chatting overwatch i'm looking at you or any fps game for that matter um it's really difficult to be a femme presenting person in this space because you're constantly told that you're not wanted or you're constantly told that like you should go unalive or you're constantly being told that like your value is intrinsically tied to how pretty you are or how thin you are or how close you are to Eurocentric Eurocentric beauty standards. But even if you do meet all of those Eurocentric beauty standards, your value is then tied to what you can do for the men in the space. Um, And it's not enough to just say, hey, um, women are people. Yeah, we get that. We we got we we got it. We, we got it. But like, uh, it, uh, I have so many thoughts. But anyway, mm-hmm. I will say, like, in in terms of you know, how for those of you who are not in the know or those of you who might be ignorant, obviously, like harassment of women is completely disproportionate. Disproportionate, like women and, and again minorities in mm-hmm. the gaming industry is it's so disproportionate when it comes to gaming in general it's 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 very frustrating to to be female or to be a minority and to constantly have have these same things like just thrown at you every single day to have these preconceived notions that are out there in the industry um i feel like a way solutions for that i think obviously it's like speaking out about it more just in general i this kind of links into a conversation i think we're going to have later as well uh, about harassment in general but it's um it's 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 obviously the problem is the is the harassment the gatekeeping the the, the issues in in like online gaming and voice chat that sort of thing so like are constantly being told to get back into the kitchen and make people mm-hmm. a sandwich 
uh, all that kind of ridiculous notions or just receiving hate on a daily basis um, just every time you go live to stream. And I really think it, it just comes down to more normalization. And, and Jude's absolutely right with the the idea that more has to come from the top down. Like when you look at the esports scene, there's got to be better that people, the organizers have, have got to do better in terms of like promoting um, non, you know, cis typical faces, mm -hmm. non male, you know, faces in terms of like more women putting them out there, actually like investing in uh, women in esports and, and just normalizing yeah. being able to see a female face and, 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 and getting away these old stupid notions that, that girls can't game or girls only like puzzle games or Candy Crush or all this nonsense or, you know, it's, um, it's difficult. It's, it's definitely yeah. difficult because like you're, at that point you're trying to change a culture and the culture is a culture of toxicity and it's like a, it's just this, this, Ouroboros, this this repeating cycle that just feeds into itself because new people come in and it's this learnt behavior that it's okay to treat people this way mm -hmm. or it's excused because they're online interactions and they don't really count in some way. Right. So it's just excused and, and pushed away. Um, I actually had a talk uh, this week, funny enough, which I didn't mention. I think it was me and a bunch of other beautiful creators. Um, I think we had uh, Bread Witchery there, Zombie Kills, oh, Negarax. All of those people. Mm -hmm. Kate Stark, I think, was there as well. Kate and is great. um it was uh Anxieties uh streaming. Yeah, Anxieties, yeah, thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about obviously the the issues that, that women face and how what effect that has on their like mental health as well. And um you keep circling back to this idea uh that there's this expectation like this is just what um the internet is like, this is just what what things are like and people will excuse this stuff like, rather than trying to take a stand and, and do something because yeah. it's somewhat because it's just easier. how it is because mm -hmm. it's quote-unquote just how it is just because it's how it is doesn't mean that i have to just lie down and take it that's not yeah. how that works exactly you know what i mean but just because just because these oppressive systems are in place does not mean that i we have to be quiet about it no definitely not and i think that's one of the the, the things that we always need to do is just like shout out and as much as possible just bring more visibility to the fact that this is an issue we're not going to take it it's it's it shouldn't be like this anymore because it's far easier to say oh that's the internet to actually get off your ass and deal with the issues and do something you know? yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i also think that like it also goes i have again this is so complicated because it also goes into the streamers that are at the top because the top 500 twitch streamers are all white cis men mostly there's like mm -hmm. one or two women there's like one or two people of color, but it's mostly it's mostly white cishet men mm. at the top. Like, sir, I am having a conversation. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's okay. <laughs> He's Cats in a mood do this. Today. I, I I know. I'm just thankful. Like my 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 is asleep in another room right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's in a mood today. Me, so. But it has to also start with them. And like, yeah, like it's not your job to quote unquote be a role model for people, but. It is actually in Twitch TOS for you to moderate your chat. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's actually a part of Twitch's terms of service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's not, I have lots of feelings about that because like Twitch won't give us a trans tag or a disabled tag because they're like, you're going to get bullied. It's like, I get 
bullied either way. I don't really yeah. think that that's, that's what's going to make me get bullied. Like, mm-hmm. I get I get harassed either way. And we've honestly, had everything under the sun, you know? Like, yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, just, just, just make it easier for us to find each other, maybe. Yeah, maybe we maybe. could, like, form our own yeah. communities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, protect ourselves rather than, you know, just making it impossible. But yeah, um, I will say something you mentioned there is like the, the, the higher stream is all being male. And obviously there's this idea that for some reason being a woman on, in, in the gaming industry or content creation in general is, is easier, quote unquote, and you get followers for nothing, which is stupid. Not true. And again, it's not true that the statistics don't even back that up. Like even right. people like apparently like women gain a following much faster. But um, there's in terms of like concurrent viewership and actual like again who is the highest on Twitch it's all cis men um, cis white men mostly so yeah it's uh, it's a whole ordeal and you definitely want them to to get out there and and say something and do something about it um, mm-hmm. as you mentioned for, there is a specific creator that actually came out and said that it was not his responsibility <laughs> I won't name names mm, to talk about <laughs> racism um to their audience or, or teach people the same that was the the parents responsibility uh which is kind of like the silliest thing i've ever heard i mean other than the fact that okay yeah great the, the completely leaving you're leaving aside that these things don't necessarily start online too right. this, this is learned behavior and home. where do you think they're learning it exactly they're at they home. might be learning like, it from their parents <laughs> i just you know i have lots of thoughts about uh Twitch culture and mm. how it needs to change. And I've lots of thoughts about how Twitch promotes creators that are in marginalized identities, but doesn't act- actually do anything to protect them while they're promoting them. I have mm. lots of thoughts about that as well. Um, yeah, there was the whole PogChamp uh, debacle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. A, that, that was the time. And then, mm. uh, I don't know. I just feel like hopefully we'll see a change. I'm I, I'm hopeful I hope so. but realistic. Mm-hmm. I will say, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. Yeah, I will say it was nice to see certain companies in the gaming sphere, though, like actually highlighting women and female mm-hmm. creators on yeah. on uh, International Women's Day. Um, like it was, it was great to see some of the you know the makers like out there, uh, Logitech. Um, I think definitely just Logitech. I saw Box.co.uk doing it as well. I think Astro did it too. But like all highlighting like female creators, which is fantastic. Um, I have only have one issue and I didn't really want to bring it up because it's, um, it, it's kind of, it's difficult. Like uh, companies that talk about representation, it's all great. But then you start to notice a trend that there is a subset of women that they're, they're, they're leaving out of of those um of the creators that they're highlighting um and i may be wrong about this uh but from what i saw on the day there weren't any like trans women included in those uh in those conversations and being highlighted and um i don't know there's there's i just think it's bad optics generally when you're saying okay for the rest of the year Trans women are women. Trans women are valid. And then on International Women's Day, it's like, here's all our female creators. And then just like, no, nobody on the trans spectrum at all. Again, I don't want to take away from them doing like a, a fantastic thing because obviously highlighting female creators is fantastic. Um, but in a situation where like every day now, 
uh, like trans people having their rights challenged. Even here in the UK, it's it's getting. I'm not going to say it's like it's getting really bad, but it's not great right now. Um, trans people uh, have had access to beauty blockers taken away under 18 through new legislation. There are media companies over here actually like um, they're entertaining like the the views of um, certain organizations which are attached to uh, trans trans exclusionary radical feminist views, and it's it's difficult. It's hard. So. It might not mean much to them as an oversight on their part, but when you're a trans person and you're looking at this stuff and you notice that you're not included when when they speak about women as a whole, you you notice that and it, and it has an effect. And um, yeah, and um, hopefully that changes. Um, I, I did my best to try and raise that issue too. I just think it's a little bit... It's nice that they're trying, but again, it's every time it seems like in the gaming industry, it's a little bit behind. You know, they seem to fall short a little. And the gaming industry is like five years behind, isn't it? Like every other entertainment form seems to be five years ahead, but the games industry is like walking through treacle. I think it's. Mm. Um, I think there are some valid points being made in the chat about yes, there is a step forward, there is some positivity, and I think we have to sort of suggest that. But at the same time. I think we all have to admit the fact that seeing a very f- small sliver of people that identify as female as being held up as this is a female, um, I think that's disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. Definitely so. But mm. again, it's hoping for positive changes in, in the future. So. Absolutely. I mean, it is all a step in the right direction. But I, that phrase, it's a step in the right direction, is is heavily used at the moment. And I think mm. it's like we need to take a couple more steps in the right direction now. I think we've, um, we've been we've been taking steps in the right direction, but we need to start maybe running in that direction. <laughs> yeah, I will give certain yeah. companies credit that they did notice this and then like um, reach out to certain people. I actually had other creators who were involved like uh, point out that, that they didn't even notice that, that, that there weren't any other like trans people highlighted mm-hmm. alongside them. And they also brought that to their attention. So again, just hoping for those positive changes in the future. Um, it does worry me though, because like I don't, and this is the the constant worries that I have because you have these like trans exclusionary radical feminists who push this idea of, of trans people invading women's spaces. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like there's definitely a line to balance there because I don't want to be the type of person that's like, yeah, I'm invading women's spaces, but because no, obviously I I believe I have a right to be there as much as anybody else does. Um, it's just it's just very I guess I don't know I just I don't want to upset people I guess, but I want to do what's right. I want to do what's moral and right. You know, it's a very weird situation to be in. I shouldn't be concerned about upsetting turfs, honestly. No, no, exactly. You've got every right to be there. The mm. same as everyone else has got every right to be there. And it's it's tricky, isn't it? It's when when we're putting together panel talks, when we're putting together um, any kind of advertising or anything, we want people to be there that are there for reasons. We don't want people there exclusively to tick boxes. That being mm. said there needs to be some consideration of the optics that people are looking at. And I think if, mm-hmm. if, a, if a company has, has, yes, it's a good step that they're supporting uh, female content creators, that is a tick. And then, but if they take a look at it and go, oh, hold on a second, we've just, we've just supported five, or we've hi- we're highlighting 10 young blondes. Um, yeah, that was the other thing too. It's, it's like it's, certain it's yeah. companies. Sort of, 
yeah. I won't name names, <laughs> but certain companies, when you looked at the, the, the women that they were highlighting, they all seemed to like tick certain boxes. Mm. Um, you know, very, very uh, young, very attractive, mm. um, you know, content creators, which again, there's nothing wrong with and they're probably fantastic creators. But when you're mm-hmm. talking about being inclusive and diverse, you have to actually mm-hmm. reflect that in yeah. the people that you're promoting to. Absolutely. And just not look Absolutely. at the aesthetic. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's, it's, and I think that's perhaps where there's a lesson, isn't there, between the difference between actual inclusion and, uh, and basically mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, Exactly. Yeah, that's the other point I wanted to bring up as well. It's uh, outside of this month, you definitely want to see, and just like any other month, as this was mentioned in chat, you want to see more support throughout the whole year. It's great that, you know, during Black History Month, Black creators get highlighted. During like Pride Month, uh, LGBT LGBT creators get highlighted. And Women's History Month, women, uh, you know, female creators get highlighted. That once those months end, that support tends to just like peter out a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. and it would be nice if the company stood behind their values or you know actually did the things that they they present themselves as doing um and mm-hmm. provide that support throughout the year so that their actions don't look performative during that specific month um that's always what can what concerns me because it always seems to be the same story time and time again like you're important Absolutely. for one yeah. month or one day and then the rest of the time. Yeah, same as Black History Month, same as um, Pride Month, same as everything else. And and it's why, obviously, gaming exists to sort of celebrate queer gaming uh, 365. My God, it's kicking off in Brooklyn tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, and and for me, it's it's something that we we sort of pledge to do all year round. Obviously, it's why our, our Digi Pride that happened last year, and it's happening again this year. But not, and but more information on that soon um, is for three months rather than just one month. Is because it it, I, it has to be a season. Um, but certainly from a branding point of view, um, they should be they should be looking at, at sort of mixed marketing all year round. Like mm. I think, and 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 you're absolutely right in in the same way that. Back in back in the day, um, if a brand wanted to do advertising specifically for the queer community, um, it would they just put two white men uh, holding hands, and that that's that that would be tick. That's our entire LGBT advertising campaign done. Whereas obviously it's more nuanced than that, and I think female advertising is more nuanced than just saying oh female advertising or Latina can, a- advertising or black advertising or whatever. I mean. There are so many other sort of like layers to all of these mm. communities. They're not a homogenous group. I think, yeah. One one other thing. I also, I just want to make sure that Jude has time to to put in the conversation before any oh, other. No. Uh, no, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> any any uh, ambulances or or, or police cars show up? <laughs> it's quiet. Quick, speak. Listen, listen, they're coming to get me. I uh, I need to leave. <laughs> It's, it's, the, uh, it's, 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 the house. <laughs> it's the gender police. They've, they've it's the come. gender police. They've come. Mm-hmm. They want my pronouns. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of support that, that should, that needs to happen. And mm-hmm. a lot of support that is just not happening. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like funding women in esports or mm-hmm. uplifting women in esports or protecting women in esports as well. Oh, there they are. Don't worry. This is the real live uh, Manhattan experience. Um, so this yeah. is yeah, you this is for real. So don't even worry about it. Just yeah. just keep talking. Oh my goodness! But, it's, it's but yeah. never sleeps. But it never sleeps because everyone's got a fucking siren on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's sorry, just, go ahead. It hasn't been this bad in so long that I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, there is something about like saying that like women's lives matter, trans women's lives matter, uh, women of color lives matter, mm-hmm. but not exactly doing anything to protect those women or uplift those women or give those women opportunities because mm. when we're talking about like intersectionality and who has access to where are you going? <laughs> I'll make a point real quick just so there's not any dead air. Um, okay, so uh, one thing that I did want to uh, raise a point on real quick just before we come back to Jude um, is that uh, one thing I would like to see more of is communication from companies too. If if people are planning on on implementing certain things like uh maybe you have women's history month and you decide to put w o m x n for instance you actually speak to members of certain communities and make sure you're not making a massive faux pas uh you know actual communication with 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 you know minority communities Mm. uh that you're you're trying to uplift or work with um would be fantastic sorry jude what were you what were you no were you you're so f- i forgot uh, my dad's been staying with me because i've moved house and he's helping me with some stuff and i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm in the middle of something but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> there's something about like not giving people the a- adequate resources that they need for the things that you want them to achieve like there are people who don't have either the money or the time mm. or the space to do things in esports but no one is paying these women to take off of work or no one is paying these women to when we're not in a panini fly out to do the classes that they would need to take for broadcasting or esports or um no one is paying these women to get into these rooms with these people and as we saw last june the women that do end up getting in these rooms end up getting harassed and assaulted Mm -hmm. and what are we doing to protect those women in those space? Like, I want to see what happens at the next convention that is allowed because I want to see how these women are going to be protected from people that are being predatory in the space because the people that, there are still people that were outed during that, uh, like, gaming Me Too movement last June Mm -hmm. that still have jobs. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. People have been allowed to, like, worm their way back into you know, changing handles and, and trying to, like, change, like, like just obscure yeah. their identity so they can keep being a part of the industry. And it's 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 shocking to it, see. Yeah, it's shocking mm-hmm. and, frankly, quite disgusting. Mm-hmm. To, so because the people that are new to the industry don't, like, the thing about Twitch culture and the thing about Twitch Twitter and all those things is that, like, it's cyclical. So, like, it'll happen, and then the people that were here at the time will know that it happened, and then we'll have mm-hmm. new people join and then they will have no idea that anything happened. Yeah, it's and, uh, very easy yeah. for the for the newbies to be taken advantage of or absolutely like, uh, fall into these these situations, especially when you have like groups that are um, <laughs> working like pyramid schemes and things like this, mm-hmm. using yeah. uh, newer creators to take advantage of them. It's um, especially when 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 it comes to like uh, women and minorities too. It's uh, unfortunate, and we'll, let's hope that we can eventually stamp out that yeah. from the industry. Um, I, it just kind of like feels to me like the old days of like the booth babe 
is like mm-hmm. that that mentality is still alive and well oh it's yeah it's just in a different guise in different mm. places so for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, we just got to do what we can to uh, do what we can mm-hmm. get them out get them all out get them out Absolutely. um I, I, as someone obviously from the outside looking in, really, really sort of enjoyed that conversation and, and sort of thank you both for, for sharing uh, for that. Um, moving on, um, I, I, I want to sort of uh, lighten the mood a little bit perhaps. Uh, there was an article uh, that came out on gaming about 10 days ago now um, ranking the hottest characters uh, on Genshin Impact. Um, yes, it was. And it's dedicated to me, apparently. Thank you so much. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe retrospectively, but uh, I'd I, be honest, I didn't know it was coming. But when I saw it, I sort of tweeted about it. I said, "This is dedicated to Mia." Um, <laughs> what, 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 what do you think of it? What, what, what's your take? I, I think there are some very, very good choices. I will say it's very likely that that at least one of the NPCs mentioned uh, will be becoming a, a playable character. But uh, other than that um it's it's all good yeah there are so many cute boys and girls in genshin like I all like your this. husbandos <laughs> and waifus I and love. it's a free game i'm not that i like i'm on their payroll or anything i just really, really enjoy the game <laughs> but um like i honestly like most of those characters um the adult characters in there anyway are, are so dateable and and if if i could be transported to that world i would be very happy indeed but yeah it's a fantastic article i would have put some different editions on there but but yeah mm-hmm. well we might come on to talk about that in just a second because what i want to talk about um is uh games our favorite games or our favorite characters uh who we personally find uh, attractive like what are the best games out there for attractive attractive oh. characters um I, I I talked about at the top at the top about being uh, sort of addicted to tell me why, and I think part of the reason that I'm addicted to tell me why is that uh, Tyler Ronan is a complete snack. Um, I, oh. I very much enjoyed uh, spending a bit of time with Tyler on that game, um, and similarly, I've been playing a bit of Spider Man recently as well. Mainly the part where you can swing around New York in in uh, Peter Parker's boxer shorts because um, they they <laughs> oh, took yes. a, they took their time to render that body. They really did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They some an, an artist out there uh, really enjoyed his work that day. Mm. I get it. one of the best skins in the game for sure. So good, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Um, did, uh, did Miles Morales get the same treatment? I guess I, he was probably a little bit young. Yeah, he's maybe. baby. Yeah, yeah he's baby. A, so I, I hope yeah, baby. there might I be a little bit of jailbait him. issue there. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just thinking, how old is Miles supposed to be? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe yeah, not. And we're off air. Now his uncle, on the other hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. My game with all NPCs that are hot is Hades. Hades is my snack game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Defo, Defo. Ares could sm- mm-hmm. could crush me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dionysus also could crush me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many. Yeah, I love. Uh, it was on my list actually. The 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 strong mummy vibes from Nyx. Just, oh, I have to like, show you something. Hold on. Oh, oh, what is it? Oh, I'll I'll explain this for the for the audio uh, the audio listeners out there. Oh, nice! Oh, nice. It is very very beautiful rendition. <laughs> so beautiful, but Nyx. yes, uh, mommy vibes mm-hmm. from Nyx for sure. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Magara could crush me. I am a useless bisexual. I am what people would call. Uh, I'm classified as a useless bisexual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> anyone who is strong and, and and looks like they could crush me i want uh, same, i same am a bottom button. and i would like to be crushed thank you very much um who else god all i do on my stream is scream about how hot people are and you know that's fine that's it i you know what? i'll i'll fill why you think of more um I, it's gonna be a weird choice but uh you know uh prince sidon from breath of the wild uh he's he's very uh he's one of the zora he's the zoran prince from breath of the wild and he's like a shark technically uh but he's he's very <laughs> he's he's got a great bod and a great personality and he just wants to get things done he's just so positive all the time i love, gotta love him so much gotta love him um there is also uh i was trying to think of um not the main characters but just like your npcs so uh mm -hmm. i was gonna say wesker from resident evil i don't know why it there's mm. just Ooh. again there's, there's something about you know the big the strong terminate terminator-esque mm. vibe that he gives yeah. off with with his glasses and like i just feel like he could just dominate any situation uh you know uh, but really, the, the the only real winner here is, of course, Waluigi from from <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. I need I, to leave. I, I just feel like me and Waluigi, we could have some fantastic times together. He could just like wrap his really long arms and, and legs around me and just be like, and just, I'm not here to it, yuck anyone's so... yum, but I'm also saying that I need to leave. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've, I've got something on. I've got to go. <laughs> Waluigi for sure, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, Wal <laughs> it's interesting. That... <laughs> okay, we'll stop there. Um, <laughs> Um, it, it's interesting that that you two sort of talking about sort of the big strong characters, and there's me sort of picking out uh, obviously Tyler and and, Pe and Peter Parker that are sort of the more delicate sort of Twinkie types, because also Cloud would be on my list as well. Oh, but Cloud! That's my sort. I like of, Cloud a lot. But it, 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 it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of telling you where my tastes are, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I love anyone Jessie. in Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my god! Oh my, anyone, um, any one of them. Oh, the masseuse lady whose name I forget. Oh, oh my god yes what's her name <laughs> i can't remember her name but those oh scenes uh, it's like name? madame something or yeah, something madame like something. that what's her name yeah. <laughs> uh, chat tell us tell yeah, us chat, chat. Tell us what's her name uh happy ending lady no no <laughs> <laughs> no wait no don't call her that <laughs> Only if you have enough gill, okay? Only, Only if you, you have, have enough, enough gill. gill. Which I did have enough gill, and I... Madam M. Yeah, there Madam we go. M, there we go. <laughs> I did have enough gill, and I have never wanted to end a stream so badly in my entire life. Oh my god, yes. No, you're absolutely right. I was not ready. Like, I'd seen someone play it, but they didn't have enough gill. And I never played the original. And so I had enough gill, so I was like, okay, we'll do this. I, and god, have I never wanted to, like die so badly during the stream. I was like, this is not the choice. I will say, as somebody that's played the original, I, I had no expectations either because she was not in the original. So uh yeah, that was um, oh. that that was uh that was a wholly uh, new experience for me too. And I I, I also wanted to die in, in my in my chair at the time. And then I like reloaded and, and paid for the other ones too, just to see what the cutscenes were. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Because yeah. that's that's how, how it is. I remember the first time I met Reno in Final Fantasy Seven remake, and it was just to, a time mm. I need to find that clip of me somewhere. But he most it's me. definitely waxes his chest. It's, it's me just going, 
oh my god they're fighting and like me <laughs> losing my entire mind um again everyone in remake can get it can get it <laughs> rufus uh rude of the turks like all of them sang oh my goodness everyone like, can all get of those it. models it's like a it. gosh darn k-pop band like <laughs> i love it the boys so much. and girls oh lord oh, okay. everyone can get it yeah sorry um, we're getting a bit too hot in here or is that just everyone like... can get it <sighs> um i'm trying to think um mm. <laughs> when i played um uh gta 5 um franklin one of the, the three the three leads uh Wait, which one's very, um the, the sort of the younger street guy Oh, so okay. Where, I, where, thought, where I, I thought maybe it was. No, 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 no <laughs> was... not, not, not the psycho meth lab guy. I have a thing for no teeth. <laughs> and pot- That's your business. <laughs> potential That's incest. That's your business, yeah. Robin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought for a sec it was just going to be Trevor. Oh, Trevor. <laughs> no, Franklin, uh, the, han- the handsome young one. Um, who you could very much uh, get into various states of undress and sort of run around the city in. Um, that was quite pretty. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There was also similar uh, Mafia 3 as well. Um, the yeah. lead in Mafia 3, you can, he had a couple of open shirt options as well that were quite enticing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was quite nice. Um, because I am playing through Fire Emblem Three Houses right now, again, um, Dorothea could get it. Sylvain could get it. Dimitri on a good day when his hair doesn't look like ramen could get it. <laughs> um, I think those are like my top three. Maybe also Petra. Um, Edelgard on a good day. Um, yeah, that's it. Wonderful. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, thank you for our, our subs. That was lovely. Um yeah, there uh, were gifted subs in chat, by the way, if you didn't. Thank uh, you for the gifted yes, subs. Thank you for the gifted subs. Very yeah, good. I don't think this channel has any emotes, but I've been trying my best to convince uh, Robin that that's well, uh, potentially. I haven't said idea. about. Well, I, I, I don't need convincing, I just need them doing. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember, worry, I have some remember ideas, newbie, so. I have a white light. I don't have like RG, RGBs and everything else. So, new to RGBs. Stream. RGBs. Mm. You gotta, you gotta fill RPG. your room with RGBs. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, so, I'm, get some let, let's, let, <laughs> let, let, let's let's do it. Let's just let's let's make everything happen. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This what, is what meant you to be really want is to get podcast. an actual gaming podcast neon sign that you can put up in the background. Yeah, if I, if I if I had like anywhere to put it uh, or a cupboard yeah. or something, but yeah, um, hopefully when <laughs> when when we get back to some 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 form of normality and I can get back out and start doing stuff again, we might be able to find a different studio or something. That'd be quite fun. Mm, mm. Uh, anywho, um, any more if any more on the attractive game people, or should we should we move forwards? Well, that's First. I think it, it's a uh, unless you had any Jude. No, I'm good. No, we I can move I on. think then it's a it's a fantastic time to move on to uh to yeah the uh the 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 the, the big the big moment the the thing that you've all been waiting for our exactly. lovely lovely interview um with uh, Jude also known as Mermaid Royale. Mermaid Royale. Very um, recent name change by the way. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to skip the questions and I'm going to ask the first question. Uh, what was the name change? Um, so I. When I picked Mermaid Queen Jude, that was my name online since I was like about 17. Mm. And um, that was back when I was doing a lot of body positive, fat acceptance, body liberation work. 
And I just, and it was also back when I thought I was just a woman. And uh, there just came a point where I was just like, I really want to rebrand, but I don't really know what I want to rebrand to. But like, it's just been in my brain and I want to do it really bad. So one night, you know, as you do, I was like, hmm. Because I chosen Mermaid Royal for a like a side account on Twitter, mm-hmm. like a backup account when people kept mm-hmm. getting dim good mm-hmm. on Twitter. And I was just like, okay. And then one night I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like taking on other platforms because for some reason it was open. It wasn't. It, it was available on all platforms. And I was like, mm-hmm. Have it. Cool. Great. So I was like, all right, cool. We're just going to wait like a day or two and just see like if that's what I really want to do. But then also the problem that I was having was that like having queen in my name, which I don't mind being called queen personally, would invite people who had never met before to misgender me in my chat. Mm. And although like I like being called queen and it's fine and I have femme pronouns, I don't necessarily like being called like a girl, lady, or woman by people I don't mm. know. It mm. just makes me uncomfortable mm. because I don't necessarily identify that way. I identify as a non-binary femme. Like that's my that's my truth. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm just fucking tired. Like there was a because on International Women's Day, I asked everyone very politely to not put me on any lists, and I got misgendered like 25 times that day at least on Twitter. And I was like, I'm tired. I don't want it. And I was just like, you know what? We're just gonna change our name. So I changed my name. Uh, I'm still waiting on Instagram because when you're verified on Instagram, you have to go through support to change your Instagram handle, um, which is how they prevent from people like hacking into your account and changing the name on the verified account. Um, So I have to like go through support, but on everything else, I'm Mermaid Royal. And honestly, like it felt like a glove. I was like, I'm vibing. Like I'm having a great time. And like, it's, it's less letters. So I don't have to yes. like spell <laughs> so much. Like I, I as, as a slight sidebar, when we were doing the gaming awards, mm-hmm. um, your name was the longest handle. So we actually yeah. we actually had to redesign how we were laying the screen oh out my God. To, because of, because your name was kind of like the the, the benchmark so of what we needed to fit in. Oh no. <laughs> Well, listen, if I get nominated for anything ever again, at it's least you won't have to that's rework amazing. the whole exactly. thing for me. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's, I One, I wanted to change because I don't do that work anymore. Like, I do it on my stream, but I, it's not my, like, main thing anymore. And also, I'm just, you know, I just wanted to change. You just, you just, you just grow out of your usernames after a bit. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start streaming? Uh, and what what was your kind of moment of getting into it? So I started streaming in November of 2019. And the reason why I started streaming was because at the time I was doing YouTube and content creation and editing for other people. And my MacBook started to die again after I'd already paid $700 to get the, the LCD screen fixed. And I was like, I'm just going to buy a PC. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a PC. And... I did buy a PC, but when I was building my PC, I was like, listen, if you're going to do this, you might as well get this computer also for games and maybe streaming if you want to try streaming. And so I did that with the intention of trying streaming, which is what I always tell people, like, don't do what I did unless you need a PC for something. Please don't go out and buy like a $2,000 PC for streaming. You don't need it. I bought a $2,000 PC because that was my profession was video editing for other creators. Do not do what I did. Do as I say, not as I do. Test out streaming for like three months because it is a very different platform than other like content creation. 
see if you mm. like it and then invest money in it um definitely, anyway definitely. yeah i started streaming in november of 2019 i was streaming stardew and vibing i was just like i just wanted a chill place to hang out with my community because i had already had like some form of an established community at that point just on other places of the internet and i was just like i just want to vibe <laughs> like i just want to vibe and twitch seems like the place that we can just chill i also really enjoyed like on twitch the fact that like you have a lot of control over like who is allowed to be in your stream you're not you don't have a lot of control over who's allowed to technically watch your stream but you do have a lot of control about who's allowed to be in your stream and chat in your stream and for me that was coming from a background of like social justice that was very appealing to me. It was very appealing to be able to be like, nope, you don't have a say. Bye. This isn't a democracy. Goodbye. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it was very appealing to me. Um, but yeah. I, that level of control is all, always, always mm -hmm. quite nice. Um, I did want to ask about um, what do you feel it is that like uh, attracts people into to your content? Like, um, is it is it just uh is it just the again would it be the way that you you deal with uh trolls or how how does that look how does that look to you like what what do you think is the draw of, of your i think it's 40 percent orion i think 40 percent <laughs> of it is just my cat i think 30 percent of success. it always cats just it's just always cats 30 percent of it is just the vibes that we already have which right. are immaculate tasty vibes uh the mods protect it the stream protects it so it's 30 vibes that and then 30 30 the other 30 percent is me being a chaotic bisexual like that's the other 30 percent i think that like <laughs> we've created a space on the internet where everyone is allowed to be themselves as long as you're not a bigot and hateful obviously mm -hmm. um like in my stream we have a channel point redemption for pronoun checks where if people redeem it y'all can all sound off your pronouns in chat and that's if people wonderful. are yeah, so it's nice. real fun. It's so cool. It's real fun. We do it multiple times a stream. And it's a really fun way for people to try on pronouns if they wanted to. Because in my community, I've had several people change their names, change their pronouns, mm. and have my community be a quote-unquote safe space for them to do that in. So that's really important to me. I also think that like my mods and I work very hard to protect the integrity of the space. And what that means is we are constantly shifting and reevaluating what is a quote unquote safe space for us, but also what is a safe space for our communities. Mm -hmm. And if someone comes to me and it's like, hey, you did this thing and it was harmful, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. And actually apologize to the person and mm -hmm. change the way that we do things, which yeah. like has happened. Like, I'm not perfect. My mods aren't perfect. We're going to fuck up. It just it's it's human nature to fuck up. But it's mm -hmm. also human nature to like understand and apologize for when things go south and yeah. um, acknowledge the other person's emotions. Because like, although your intention wasn't to hurt someone, you still hurt someone. If I punch you in the face, but I didn't mean to punch you in the face, guess what? I still punched you in the face. Mm -hmm. Like that was still something that occurred. Um, so yeah, I think that like we have a very, like I think everyone's community is special in their own way. But I think what's special about like our community is the fact that everyone is so loving and caring and so invested in each other. Um, like when people come into chat, everyone's like, hi, and whatever the username is, if they haven't seen them earlier in the day. And like, I take the time at the beginning of stream to whoever said hi before I like switch on my face cam. I literally go through and read everyone's username or as many as I can to like say hi to people because I think that it's important to, to kind of build that mm. like foundation 
of like a family. Like I think I think yeah. the Mermaid Kingdom is special and and wild in a lot of ways. And I think that like we've done so much good, and it makes me so happy. And like I don't know. I think I think that we have a very special. We're like on the precipice of something very like great and life and game changing. I think. And like More wholesome vibes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Love it. It's wholesomely Love chaotic, it. which is what I like mm. to describe it as. Mm-hmm. Like we are wholesomely chaotic. There are days where uh I literally like yesterday I had to like, oh my god, yesterday my mods, I had to take a channel point redemption away from them because they wanted to redeem something. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm vetoing that, and y'all don't have this anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. It, it definitely sounds like um, you're all each other's biggest cheerleaders as well, which is mm-hmm. sounds amazing, honestly. Yeah, it's so nice. I, I like my community has changed my life. I tell them this all the time. They've changed my life and they have allowed me to kind of like grow as a person and have never made me feel bad for wanting to grow as a person and a creator. Like there are some people who come to me and they're like, hey, how do you like get your community not be mad at you for like wanting to get bigger on the platform because there are people who like want you to stay small and there are people Mm. who like like the intimacy of a small community but for me I've always made it very clear I want to be in one of the top 500 streamers like I've always made that very clear like I want this is my job like this is my this this is my full-time job and I would be lying to you if I didn't say like I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't want to make money at my job that I'm good at, you know what I mean? Uh, but there is still that intimacy and there's still, as we're growing, there's still that foundation of trust and support and community, which I think is really important. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you, have you always been out and proud on the stream? Um, or has yes. it been? So, yeah. Yeah. Because I, Discovered I was queer when I went off to college, which is when I was 18. So it was before I started streaming. Um, So I was, and because I was already making content on the internet, I didn't exactly have a chance to not be out (laughs) because I was just, because I was, when I discovered that I was queer, I was at this phase that you are in as a creator. There's a point in your life as a creator where you think you have to share everything online. And when I discovered I was queer, that was the phase that I was in. So I didn't really have a chance to not be out online, but I do think that it's really important mm-hmm. to have people like Mia was saying earlier, to have people that are visibly out and visibly mm-hmm. queer, um, especially like for me, who like lives in a plus size body, who lives in a disabled body, who lives in a Latinx body. Like, it's very important to me to be like out and loud, bisexual, queer, yeah. non-binary person. Like, that's very important to me um, because... I've had so many people tell me they're like, okay, you're out. Like, I think I want to, I think I want to do this as well. And that just makes my heart warm. Like there's nothing, there's not a better feeling in the world than someone being like, Hey, you had, you gave me the strength and power to also live in my truth. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, actually, funny you say that, like leading on from that, uh, if there were any other like LGBT, uh, like just in general, like people out there who wanted to get into content creation, wanted to do stuff with, like that, what would what would you say to them? Like, what would be your, what would be your your main advice to someone who is LGBT who's like thinking, mm, I might do it, I might not do it. Like, what what would what would that kind of message? Be? I think number one, you don't owe anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't know you don't owe shit to anybody. Um, you get to live your truth in the way that you want to live it and you don't owe anything to anybody. Secondly, get a support system. 
whether that's mm. online, whether that's in person, get a support system. People suck. People Sometimes people suck. Sometimes the internet can suck. It's very beautiful in a lot of ways, and sometimes it's very toxic. Number three, if you're on Twitch, turn on email verification, turn on auto mod, uh, talk to other streamers about what their banned words list looks like, um, talk to your mods about what you expect from them and what they can expect from what you think the harassment will look like if you do get harassed. Um, look into safety tools. Um, Steph, hello, it's, I forgot what Steph's username is. There's a video on YouTube about locking down your Discord. There's a video on YouTube on how to, like, have a button on your stream deck to lock down your stream if you get hate rated. Like, unfortunately, these are things that we have to think about because mm -hmm. people are hateful and gross and can hide behind their fake accounts and their anon... And I can never pronounce this word. Uh, uh, behind them being anonymous. Yeah, that yeah. word. I can never pronounce it. Uh, behind them being anonymous. So I, I barely managed it as well. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> can never pronounce it. I was like, I, you know what? We're just not going to do it today. We're not going to embarrass ourselves today. Uh, but, but yeah, like, but that's all of the like hard shit that I would tell them. And then I would tell them it's really fun. It's mm -hmm. very fun to be a content creator. It's very fun to have an avenue to explore your truth. It's very fun to have an avenue where you can create community and solidarity and have a space where you are allowed to be whoever it is that you want to be. And no one can take that from you. No one is allowed to take that from you. People can say what they want and words hurt and like words do hurt. I'm not saying that they don't, but I am saying that like at the end of the day, when you turn off the computer and go to bed, you are still you and no one is allowed to take that from you. Um, so yeah. Excellent. Um, you mentioned Dead by Daylight earlier. You mentioned Stardew Valley earlier. What other games? What are your sort of te general kind of stream favorites? Among Us is so fun, and I'm excited yeah. for the new map. Uh, yeah. Among Us for me was a really important game uh, coming into the new year because in the time of the Panini, uh, it allowed me to play <laughs> games with friends and make it feel like I was at someone's like party. And we were all just kind of like hanging out, especially with mm -hmm. like Prox Chat, like Prox Chat in Among Us or like it's called Better Crew Link is the one that we use. It's so fun. It feels like a party because you'll be like, especially on Polis, that's like a huge map. You'll mm. like go around and be like, hi, and they'll be like, hi, and then you'll just like leave. <laughs> and it's just it's just so fun. And like for me, it has really shown me like I really like games that I'm able to play with other people. Like I like solo games. I think they're OK. But for me, I like them better off stream. I think my stream is a place where I pretty much vibe with other people. And like, sometimes I'll play solo games. Like sometimes I'll do some Stardew. Sometimes I'll do some Hades. Like if I'm really not feeling uh, social, but if you look at my calendar, like nine times out of 10, I have like a, some kind of co-op stream happening during the week um, because I think that it's really important for as creators to collaborate with other creators on mm -hmm. a sense of like work stuff, but also on a friendship level because we're all so busy that sometimes stream is the only time that you actually get to hang out with people. Mm. And you can also like in turn cultivate the circles that are connected. So like yeah, definitely. I mm -hmm. am very firmly planted in a corner of the internet with like me, Nega Oryx, Jason, Zombie, like all of these people that I hang out with and game with regularly, like all of our communities commingle and it's really cute it's very cute because then you go into other people's chats and they're like hi uh and it's it's like it's like if your aunt came over uh from like whatever like 
vacation she went on and like all the little all the little nieces and nephews are like hello and it's just very cute um would yeah. you say that those are some of your, like more of your like favorite uh stream experiences like the collabs and, and things i think they're really fun i think that mm-hmm. they give an opportunity to like kind of alleviate the pressure from mm-hmm. just you like you're you're entertaining right as a streamer and you're like doing all the things but you also have the benefit of having other creators to like bounce off of and feed energy off of and like as someone who like lives in a chronically pained body though those things are crucial for me because like if i'm streaming by myself sometimes i'll get to four hours and sometimes like i just can't Mm. uh but if i'm streaming with other people there is a sense of like not obligation but like camaraderie where like i'm just like oh i want to play games with my friends like last night it's uplifting i suppose yeah, rather than just being sat on your own in this box yeah and like yeah my community is great i love my community i love vibing with them but Mm -hmm. there are some nights where i'm just like i'm in too much pain to stream like last night i wasn't going to stream and then jason was like do you want to play dvd and i was like well if i'm going to be sitting here playing dvd anyway i might as well stream (laughs) uh sometimes sometimes i'll do it offline but if i was going to stream anyway and someone's like hey do you want to play games i'm just like i want to play games like let's go Mm -hmm. um i also think that like for so long and there still is this like myth of like if you're successful other people can't be successful or if you're successful you can't tell them anything about how you got successful or yeah, i know what you like, mean like that whole close down of information yeah, like keep yeah, it yeah. to yourself keep it closed off yeah yeah and like i i don't believe that at all i like if i eat you're eating like that's how that works and so exactly. like it's very nice for me as a creator to like have that sense of community where like if i have a question i can go to literally any of my friends and be like hi i don't know how this works like the other day i messaged someone i was like hi i got asked to do this thing and i don't know how much i should be charging for this thing because i'm still technically a baby in this space like i've only been Mm. streaming for coming up on a year and a half in june like i don't everything that i've done before this is very different so i don't have a i don't have the knowledge of like what i should be charging for like let's say like a two-week activation like i don't Mm. i don't know what that looks like um and so it's just like people are your friends like we're just vibing and like our corner of the internet is very chill like we're all we're all just chilling and like i'm not i'm not into just being competitive for the sake of being competitive it's just not fun agreed agreed you mentioned friends um obviously you're part of the rainbow arcade i love um what was the what was the motivation to sort of join the team i was baby at the time so i joined rainbow arcade like back when rainbow arcade was first starting i applied and i didn't think i would get it because i was like baby baby i had just started streaming when i applied and i was just like i want to apply because i want to be on a queer team (laughs) like i want to be on a queer team with other queer creators because i know the importance of like community and solidarity and things like that and i had i seen i what is the grammatically correct I saw, there we go. I saw that, <laughs> I'm so sorry today. My brain, applesauce. Uh, I think it's I all that. of us. It's a cursed day. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> this day's fake. Daylight savings time just wrecked me. This day's fake. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw that Violet had joined the team and that nerd Violet uh, is a Dead by Daylight streamer who I like really look up to and really like care about. And now we're friends, but like at the time, like she was someone that I really looked up to and I was like, God, that'd be really cool if I could like get on that team. Like, just cause like, I think it'd just be really cool. And then I applied and then I was like, I don't think I got it. But like, I like told my community at the time, I was like, I 
know if we got it, but like, it would be cool to be like on a stream team because for me, I thrive better when I am with other people. There are people that thrive better alone and don't want to be on teams and that's fine. But for me, like having a collection of people that I can go to and ask questions to or having a collection of people that I can be like, hi, can you boost this? Is really nice. <laughs> I, yeah, is that? Would you say that's like the the best thing about being on a uh, a Twitch team, like just having that connection with others? Or I don't, I don't know if it's the boosting per se, but definitely having the like connections. Well, I mean, yeah, the connections, yeah, yeah, not yeah. not just like t- you know getting stuff from other <laughs> people. Promo. I mean, like yeah, having yeah, yeah. Other people to rely on for their for each yeah, other, like that I, relationship. I, I, I yeah. honestly, yeah. So like, I'm a lead on Rainbow Arcade, and I'm also a lead on Emporium, oh. and like the connections that I've made in both of those teams is so special. And like, it's so important for me to be able to like have those connections and also like bring people onto the team whenever Mm -hmm. apps are open. Like, it's just, I love when we get an influx of new people. It makes me so excited because then you can see how the dynamic is shifting. And for me, like, I wouldn't have been able to like get to the space that I got to in the amount of time that I did without being on a team or without at least being on a team that's supportive because I've heard horror stories. I've literally heard horror stories from other people being on teams that like the teams aren't really teams and they're kind of like directories and like Mm. there's no support and people are being like really cutthroat and mean and disgusting to each other. But like, thankfully I have not had that experience, but like, I I just think that like, Mm. even if you don't join a team, finding a group of people that you can, confide in and be with and stream with and all those things is really important yeah community is is very extremely Mm -hmm. important i'm still waiting for those uh rainbow arcade apps to uh (laughs) reopen again uh, you should uh, go go bother justin justin's in charge go be like i should i should bother justin shouldn't i i'm scared (laughs) though i'm scared of like justin (laughs) justin senpai notice me senpai (laughs) you know i've only hung out with you before and and been on the podcast with you but you know notice me or whatever um it's all good (laughs) Um, I, I just really quickly, the, w- when you said about uh, having new people join the Rainbow Arcade, there was a super, super wholesome moment, wasn't there, about six months ago when there's a whole sort of raft of, of new people that joined. Um, and yeah, that, we, we went around you, you rating that, people. Yeah, you yeah did, we and, went around rating people. And then people. created that amazing video at the end. And so it was, I mean, there was, it, I was sort of, I, I watched it in the morning and I think I, I got slightly emotional of a, of a, of a morning. Oh, um and now it was just like that what it means to some people was for I'm sure what it means to everyone, but what it means on the video to some people about like I think somebody someone, I can't remember who it was, sort of said, like, you've done so much for me and now I can't wait to do so much for everybody else. Um and just that yeah. whole sort of thing. It's that's yeah, the the, the yeah. power of that team I think is is growing exponentially. Yeah. I think RA is really special. I think that mm. we've done incredible things. I think that we have like there are so many people who have found me only through RA and going through the like team roster of people to look at. And I think that yeah. I, I've said this recently, but I think that RA did an incredible job of making sure that our team actually was diverse and inclusive. When you yeah. look at our mm-hmm. roster on yeah. our website, yeah. like we're not all cis, cis, uh, white gay men. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not yeah, definitely. I think that's something I appreciate, you know, the team. Yeah. Like we all do different things. Like there are Final Fantasy streamers. There are people that play D&D. There are uh, art streamers. 
uh, there's people like Justin who do nothing but banshee screech the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do the same. So like, honestly, I'm dragging Justin, but it's because I love him. Uh, Hmm. I don't know. Like, I think I'm just, uh, I get like very soft when I think about Rainbow Arcade as a, as a whole. Um, Because I think that like, there were so many opportunities that were given to us in a very short amount of time. Like we haven't been around for that long. We've been around for what, Mm. a year and some change now. Yep. And like we've done so many incredible things, and yeah. I am just so excited it's, for like it's the actually insane to see how much Rainbow Arcade mm. has done in the time it's been around. Like that, I've never seen that before with other Twitch teams that I've both been on and like just been aware of. Mm-hmm. Like usually with Twitch teams, you find it's like people essentially taking advantage of other people in certain scenarios. There was uh, this whole thing with a particular Twitch team, which will go unnamed, um, which we talked about. Uh, we may have mentioned stuff in the past about like again pyramid schemes that kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's really nice it's refreshing to uh see a twitch team which is nothing like that um now yeah. i will switch the topic slightly here yeah um i know that you are you're a fierce uh body positivity activist um what i want to know is um what is so important to you this is probably this is like a, a, a no-brainer really but uh, for those who aren't aware what is so important to you about being vocal about body positivity yeah so i actually want to uh make a quick distinction between body positivity and body liberation because okay. those two are very two different like facets because the body liberation movement used to be what body positivity was and then okay body positivity came into play where people were like, oh, you have to like feel positive about your body and like kind of water down what body liberation was. But the reality of the fact is that like people that live in plus size bodies are discriminated against all the time. Mm. We live in a world that is made for thin, able-bodied people. Body liberation is about seeking justice for the people that aren't in those bodies. And Mm -hmm. the average size woman in America is a size 18 to 20, 16 to 18, something like that. But you wouldn't know it based on the fashion industry or media or anything like that. Like marketing average, in general, it's, it's mm. insane. Yeah, it's like, like mm. you would have no idea that that's the, what the average size woman is in America. And like the importance of body liberation and body positivity is the fact that like there are so many people who are um, endangered by medical uh, like medical professionals being biased medical professionals like being discriminatory uh, eating disorders things like that because of diet culture so like diet culture is like a billion dollar industry that feeds off of people dieting wanting to lose weight wanting to be thin because we're taught from a very young age that thinness equals accomplishment thinness equals um like success mm. Even though bodies are just bodies, we have to allow bodies to just be bodies because we are so much more interesting than what our bodies look like. We are so much more interesting. We have so much more to offer than what our bodies look like. Also, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, please forgive my ignorance on the topic. Just like just to just to reconfirm uh, instead of body positivity is body liberation. Yeah, a lot of people will say body liberation. You can say body positivity, that's fine. Like, I personally used to say body liberation when I was doing the activist work all the time because a lot of people would come to me and be like, well, what about, like, thin people who got told to, to, like, eat a cheeseburger growing up? Which, like, that pain is real and valid. That bullying is real and valid. However, 
you are not systematically oppressed by being in a thin body. There is actual systematic oppression happening for fat people day in and day out. There are actual people that die every day because their doctors don't listen to them. There are actual people that are being harassed and like doxxed on the internet for being for daring to be fat and daring to be active on the internet. Like those are actual mm -hmm. things that happen. And so like your pain is real and valid. However, <laughs> there's a very, there's a distinction, right? There's a distinction with the idea that like your pain equals oppression. Like that's not how that works. Um, there's also like very, very horrifying things. Like people that are in plus size bodies who go to eating disorder centers for treatment typically will not get that treatment and will most likely be told to restrict, most likely be told to binge, most likely be told to like purge. Like that's something that actually happens to people. There are people who cannot get treatment because of the bodies that they're in, where it is scientifically proven that like 90 something percent of diets don't actually work. And so um, that's a that's a fact. That's a mm -hmm. scientific fact. Mm -hmm. And so people Definitely who live in plus size fat bodies are told, hey, lose weight. But it's proven that like the more you diet, the more you're so like we all oh, I love science. So we all have a set point in our bodies as we're growing up. Right. And as you diet, your metabolism kind of like shrinks. And so your set point every time you go on a diet gets higher. And mm -hmm. so whenever you stop dieting, you're like, I gained so much weight. Blah, 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 blah. It's because your set point is getting reset every single time that you go on a diet. Um, if diets worked, guess what, y'all? We wouldn't uh, have New Year's resolutions to go on diets every single year. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I stopped doing that work after a while because, like, it's important work, but it's also very exhausting to have to do reactionary work all the time. Mm. And on top of all of that, your joy is resistance. Your joy is just as revolutionary as doing that activism work and for me like it was more important for me to have people see a uh, fat femme succeeding and being happy than for me to do the work of being angry and sad and upset all the time over the world that we live in um but yeah i don't know i think body positivity is really important i think it's important for us to know these things so that when we get to raise the next generation of femmes and and males too, that we get to tell them that they're more than their bodies, that they're more, they have more to offer than how much they can shrink themselves, how much they can make themselves smaller, how much also, they yeah. Sorry, so just yeah. obviously as, as someone that is sort of a plus size male, um, the, the ability to actually walk into a shop and go and enjoy enjoy the act of shopping um yeah. like, like some other people do um the sort of the fact that we're kept behind on the internet and we're sort of hidden away and you've got to go to these horrible sort of plus size places where stuff isn't made properly for you for plus mm -hmm. size people they just add yeah. add inches onto all the measurements and go well that's plus size and it's like it's nowhere near yeah. um it obviously is the, the curves and whatever else are completely different um and yeah i, I i'm i'm with you in on all of that um is there anything Obviously, game, video games are tricky ones. Obviously, because they are portraying, they are portraying the sort of the the media, the the world in yeah. sort of which we aspire as well. Um, yeah. We did a great article on on gaming. Amy did a great article on gaming a while back about sort of plus size bodies, uh, thick bodies mm -hmm. in in video games. Really quickly, is is there anything the the games industry should be doing to embrace body positivity or body liberation more, like I actually think... having some plus size characters? 
please. I would love that. I think that there is a long way for us to go in terms of having actual body liberation, body positivity shown in gaming. I think that a lot of times when we see villains in gaming, a lot of them are plus size. Mm. When we have fat characters in gaming, there are fat jokes being made. There are jokes about food being made. There are jokes about like all people like that was my one real big gripe with FF7 was that um, I forget his name right now, but um, yeah, Wedge. 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 Mm. Like there were so many jokes about food being made and like it didn't bother Wedge in the game, but bothered me as a fat Mm. person playing the game. Um, And like I read an article recently that was actually really important about Hades and the um, idea of beauty in gaming and how all of the all of the like gods and stuff in Hades mm-hmm. are thin. And that's very true besides Hades himself. All everyone in that game is thin besides Hades, I think. And Hades is the villain in the game. So like how are we prepared? and I think this goes mm-hmm. back to like actually learning about body liberation and body positivity. How are we perpetuating these stereotypes and these microaggressions without actually knowing about the, how like you people wouldn't know that it's a microaggression or a form of oppression without not having the knowledge to back it up because a lot of people don't know about these things because no one's ever told them because again we live in a society that prefers and uplifts and upholds thinness as in an accomplishment or thinness as a sign of success or thinness as a sign of goodness your body is not any like your body and your morality are two separate like your body has nothing to do with your morality and your diet has nothing to do with your morality and i think that we have a long way to go until that kind of seeps into the gaming um i will say uh in arcade spirits not percy per se but um there's a character named juniper who is plus sized and she's very cute and i love her and uh she's just she's a good bean and i love her (laughs) um there are like some characters here and there but like they aren't fully developed characters either. Like they're put like they're not allowed to be like quote unquote sloppy or not have makeup on or not allowed to like not be fashionable. And so like we have we have such a long way to go. Uh but yeah. Uh, you definitely want video games to be like a, 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 a somewhat of a reflection of the, the real world, really. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's there is a long way to go with that. Uh, speaking of a long way to go, potentially, uh, we are in the middle of a uh, global <laughs> pandemic, which panini. sucks. Did you call it panini? Panini I, before, yeah, right? Panini, yeah. Panini, <laughs> yeah. The global panini that we're all trapped in until they take it off the grill um, and actually, you know, open it up. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, so considering all that, is there is there any like plans that you you had that you now postponed or is there anything that you want to do after the pandemic's over in regards to your like Twitch streaming or anything like that? I want to go to TwitchCon really bad because I got mm. partnered in the middle of a panini where we're not allowed to go to TwitchCon or any conventions for that matter. So like mm-hmm. I want to experience like not the perks per se, but like what it's like to be a Twitch partner in the space because we are what yes. like. 0.01% of like all Twitch streamers for those of us mm-hmm. that have badges. And like, I want to actually be able to experience what that's like. I want to be able to like go to conventions and experience games and stuff because I never went to gaming conventions before I started mm-hmm. on Twitch. And so like I started on Twitch and then four months later we got into a global pandemic. So like <laughs> I never got to experience any of that. Um, however, 
I I'm, I also just want to meet all my friends that I made. Like, I'm just so upset that like I made all these fantastic, great friends and now we're in a pandemic and I can't see any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apart from the pandemic, uh, I am excited about things happening uh, on the channel and like uh, Pride Month. Pride Month's going to be fun. I'm excited oh, about yeah. that. And like, it'll it'll be a good time. Like I'm running my first like, TTRBG campaign for the first time. We're going to be playing Thirsty Sword Lesbians on my channel oh, nice. uh, in June uh, for a charity. And like, I'm excited about that. I think that that's a, that's a great thing for us to be doing. I also like, ugh, there are so many things that I want to do that I can't do currently. So many mm. of my friends are streamers that live on the East Coast and I can't see any of them. It's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that the best part of like having been to one Twitch con as an affiliate, the best part is definitely um, like just seeing the people. Uh, screw the rest of the stuff. Like just seeing your friends and seeing these just form like reestablishing like uh, seeing them in real IRL. These people that you you forge these connections with online mm-hmm. is, is some of the most meaningful stuff, and that will be coming. And uh, hopefully, I will see you there too. Um, yeah. I still myself haven't been to a twitch con as a partner yet so uh Heck, we'll yeah, have to hang go. out in the the lounge or whatever it is they'll, yes. they, they have there. listen you, you yeah. can bully justin in person i'll bring him upstairs and yeah. you can bully justin in the partner lounge and it'll be awesome. great yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got you we always finish with some quick fire questions so yeah. oh yes this, uh, is a, nice. this is a fun part I'm yes ready. i'm ready I'm, I'm prepared i'm not prepared i'm ready though <laughs> <laughs> that's okay this is the thing you're not supposed to be prepared these are quick fire questions so we say something you just say well not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind but whatever you can whatever you think of the, the sort fine. of works don't panic yeah. Yeah. but yeah panic a little bit but don't panic yeah okay that's good that's that's exactly where we need to be Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh so what's been your favorite game this year? 80s. <sighs> what was the one game that defined your childhood? Uh Pac-Man or Tekken 3? Ooh, uh, who's your favorite video game character? Oh, of all time? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fuck. a question. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's difficult. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this we can circle back we can circle back back. i like that one (laughs) uh what what game would you most want a sequel to i most want a sequel to oh arcade spirits 2 which actually we are getting a sequel to and i'm very excited about it hell yeah uh who would be your dream stream guest like who would you want on your stream Mm. anyone in the world anyone in the world yeah whoever you look up to doesn't have to be on twitch I, I actually really want to hear the answer to this, so I'm giving you as much time as possible. I actually don't know. I, oh. Because because the reality is that, like, I've played with a lot of people that I looked up to, and I'm now oh. friends with them, so now I just don't know. Oh, my uh, God, that is such a wholesome answer. Jeez. Yeah, like... I, like if I if I hadn't already streamed with Granny, I would probably say Granny, but, like, I've streamed with Granny, and, like, we play Among Us together. <laughs> uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Ooh, I'm really excited for Potion Craft to come out. Mm. It's like a really cute, like potion making thing that there was a demo for in the Steam store, and I'm excited for that. Interesting. If you were marooned on an island, what three games would you want to have with you? Ooh, I would want to have Pac-Man. I would want to have uh, Hades, and then I would also want to have Stardew Valley with me. Uh, which game has the best soundtrack? Ooh, um. 
it's a it's a toss up between um, Hades and uh, Stardew. Okay, and uh, of course to finish it all off, and uh, you can take as much time as you want with this one. Where can people find your content, and uh, what have you got coming up on the channel? Ooh, okay, you can find me everywhere except Instagram right now at Mermaid Royal. <laughs> um on instagram you can still find me at mermaid queen jude uh but uh on the channel this week uh we have some some dbd tomorrow uh on friday we're doing a fire signs versus water signs among us lobby um later in the month i'm playing Fortnite for the second time uh with a bunch of friends and uh it's going to be as chaotic as i expect it to be uh uh that's pretty much like all the like big things on the calendar i'm right now prepping for pride month so i'm just like stockpiling all the games that i want to play during june um but yeah excellent yeah i um Um, i'm really looking forward to seeing all that and we'll definitely have to play among us sometime i want to see what you're like in game you know i want to see if you're (gasps) i will send you a dm let's plan that oh oh, let's do it yeah i'll send you a dm Mm-hmm. do you want to quickly circle back on your favorite video game character yeah i i honestly have no idea and the reason why i say that is because there are so many different genres of games that mm. i play mm-hmm. if that makes sense so like i have a favorite dead by daylight character like i have a favorite stardew character but mm. i don't necessarily have a favorite like overall character who's the favorite dead by daylight character jane romero my thick <laughs> queen <laughs> Uh, I love her. Oh, and yes. I, I love her. Uh, she's, I have everything unlocked on her now. She's my favorite. And then my favorite killer is Huntress. Cause I just like, I just like throwing axes at people. I think it's fun. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. I love that so much. Jude, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's, it's been a blast. It's absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say to everybody else, of course, uh, I've been Mia. Uh, you can find me. Uh, well, I'm Mia Byte. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Mia Byte. Mia Byte across other social media, all that stuff. You know where to find me. I do this every single time we do one of these podcasts. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. Uh, we'll be back in about two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Get get ready for that with our next special guest, Psyche, which Ooh. is going to be a lot of fun uh in the meantime you can uh, check out the discord over at uh, gamingmag.com forward slash discord join in all the discussions offline hangout like we talk there from like all the time when we're offline so come and join in the uh, gaming fun and uh make sure that in the meantime you keep on reading uh gaming magazine but that's that's it for this episode it's been fantastic and uh i guess We'll see you all next time. So bye for now, you fantastic, lovely people. The 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 trash chaos is is over. So you're all you're all good. All right, love your faces. Bye, bye. everybody. Bye.